okay with getting rid of Mason Rudolph? Yeah, I kind of thought so. Okay with getting rid of Mitch Trubisky? Tougher, isn't it? Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers, and it comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates, the same place that you found this. Mitch is kind of a curious case, isn't he? Because if you think about it, you'd love to have the support that Mitch was able to bring when Kenny did go down, which happened twice in his tenure as a starter. Mitch was able to come on and make some good things happen, brought a lot of energy, actually a little more energy than what had been happening in his stead. And good for him. This is exactly what a backup's supposed to do. Come in ice cold and get things all hot again. That's the number one trait, actually, that a backup can have in the National Football League. And Mitch did that. Mitch did it well. What's more, Mitch was, by every account, a terrific teammate, including to Kenny. He didn't like a lot of what happened. He didn't hide that. He thought he should have been given more of a chance to start. He thought that maybe he'd been sold a little bit of a bill by the team, bearing in mind that they did sign him before the drafting of Kenny and that they never imagined that Kenny would be available where he was at number 24. But he was a good quarterback, a good backup quarterback, and somebody who, in theory, you'd want. So, case closed, right? (laughs) Not really. Not really. Here, look at it this way. Mitch Trubisky right now, as I'm speaking to you, is a $10 million cap hit against the Steelers in 2023. That is a big, big cap hit that can get you a whole lot of inside linebacker, if you know what I'm saying here, or a whole lot of cornerback, or a whole lot of something else that you need a lot more than an individual carrying a clipboard for the most part. $10 million. If you cut Mitch, it's an $8 million savings off of that. $8 million. So this isn't one of those like you cut the guy, but you don't get much of a cap savings on it. That's pretty significant. As I was saying, the inside linebacker, the cornerback, etc., And if you're not paying Kenny much of anything, which you're not because he's on his rookie contract, obviously, then you have one of the great separators in the NFL when it comes to cap management, which is that you don't have a franchise quarterback to pay. Even if you believe your guy is a franchise quarterback, you don't have to pay him as such. So instead of paying the way the Steelers were, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, $30 million and so forth. There's quarterbacks up at $40 million right now, and they eat up an enormous chunk of your payroll, 20%, even 25%. You can still go and fill out the rest of the roster. You still have that ability to do that. And if you look at some of the teams, not all of them, but some of them, that have made the Super Bowl in recent years, you'll see that a lot of them are in that circumstance. The Bengals obviously come to mind, but the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes did before his big extension. Because once you get that big extension, 
poof, there goes an enormous chunk of your payroll. And all of a sudden, guys, you'd never have dreamed of letting walk, walk because you can't pay them anymore. If you're the Steelers, your window to begin competing for a Super Bowl in the cap context is now, believe it or not. I'm not being a fool here. I'm saying from the cap perspective, you have to start thinking about things like that. So if you have Kenny and you trust that Kenny is tough and durable and whatever else, and that the offensive line will do a better job of pass protection, and they obviously got better at that as the season went along, then you also will trust, not that he'll play all 17 necessarily, but that he'll play a good chunk of them, and that he'll know how to keep himself healthy and available, meaning, you know, get out of the pocket when it's time, throw the ball away when it's time, slide, not the Kenny slide, but the regular slide when it's time. Do those things, stay on the field, and your backup can be Josh Dobbs? Is it okay to say that? I mean, Dobbs was here for a lot of years. The Steelers love him, not just the players, the coaches, the head coach really loves him. Nobody loved him more than Ben did. Why? Because Ben wanted someone on the sideline he could trust. Ben would go over to the sideline and seek out Dobbs, not Mason Rudolph. You know by now the two of them never hit it off. Ben trusted Dobbs. Dobbs was inactive. Dobbs was in a a sweatsuit. Ben would go find him. Rocket scientist and all that stuff. Well, Dobbs got onto NFL fields in the final two weeks of the season in Nashville and acquitted himself pretty well. We all knew he was mobile. We all knew he had something of an arm. He looked like somebody who has been taking very seriously the concept of being an NFL quarterback as a profession. And those guys tend to find a way to hang around. Dobbs is also smart enough to not be thinking that he's going to be somebody's starter just magically because he had a couple of intriguing games at the end of a season. So maybe he'll go somewhere where he's comfortable and maybe the Steelers will pay him significantly more than they did for being a number three. And he could come to a place that he knows well and be really an effective mentor for Kenny in addition to being someone who can kind of play Kenny's style, which really helps you in terms of preps and reps and all that stuff. Anyone else with me on this one? I kind of like this. The more I, the more I think about it, the more it, it, it feels logical. You know, get yourself a couple of backups, a couple of competent backups, a two and a three. Don't be wasting draft picks like Chris Oladokun again or anything like that. That's just silly. Get yourself a couple of real live NFL backups to put behind Kenny, move Mitch out, make Kenny the offensive captain. By the way, for anybody who doesn't know, Mitch remained the offensive captain all season. He was the guy who kept going out for the coin tosses. I'm sorry, that was a little bit weird. Just something to think about. When we come back, J1Q. Q comes from Marvin, who says, DK, what do you think it is 
with Matt Canada and Mike Tomlin that Mike would keep him around. He doesn't like change and he sticks to his way of doing things. But if the ship is going down and you're not saving people but have a great message to keep them on the boat, then how does it help everyone make it? How does it help Kenny Pickett, George Pickens grow? Seems you're just going to make everybody unhappy. Well, Marvin, first of all, I, I appreciate that you very clearly differentiated between the people on the inside and the people on the outside. Because as soon as you say you're going to make everybody unhappy, I think the re- reflexive thought is, oh, all the fans are going to be unhappy. Yeah, of course the fans are going to be unhappy. No question about that. But that also shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't. What should matter is what you brought up, which is that Kenny Pickett won't progress as much as he would with a competent NFL coordinator. Pickens won't progress, won't have intelligently drawn up routes the way he would with a real live NFL coordinator. The running game made strides, there's no question. And I'm not going to take that away from Canada the way some people seem to be inclined to. But I also couldn't be convinced in a million years that there wouldn't be somebody available as a coordinator who could take that running game to an even higher level. That's what you're looking at right now. That's it. It really shouldn't be all that complex. If somebody ever comes back at you in discussing or debating the Canada thing and says, well, who would you get? That's not your job. That's not my job either. That's the Steelers job. The question, plain and simple, is this. Is there someone better? How, how could anyone, Tomlin included, conceivably say that there isn't? How could this head coach, after he acknowledged in his season-ending press conference that Canada, quote, got better, end quote, over the course of the season, thus acknowledging that he wasn't any good at the beginning, think to himself that there's no one out there. There's no one available who'd be better. That's the only thing you have to answer to here, if you're Tomlin. That's the only subject that has to come up. It's not Kenny's ability to adjust to this or that. Kenny Pickett's going to take any playbook you give him, memorize it in a month, master it in six months before anybody gets to Latrobe. That's just who he is. Part of the reason the Steelers liked him so much coming out of pit is that he's exactly that smart. Don't worry about Kenny. Worry about Kenny getting stuck in a rotten, vapid system for two years in a row and thus developing bad habits. That's a real worry regarding Kenny. Why would he keep him around? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have that one, my man. I really don't. I appreciate the question. I gave it a shot. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Let's do another one of these tomorrow. Mm